We'll have Brother Sean Doss with us this morning in the uh, preaching hour. I'm looking forward to that. I hope you are as well. But this week we celebrate Thanksgiving. But for so many, it's become a day of food, family, and football. And many have forgotten if they ever knew the true story of the first Thanksgiving in America. You see, the pilgrims were dedicated to the belief that a person could communicate one-on-one with God and that he would lead them. That, or with some other beliefs, put them at odds with the king of Britain and the Church of England. So they decided to come to the New World. And on November 11th, 1620, after a journey of 66 days, they were blown off course and landed not at the Hudson River where they were aiming for, but in Cape Cod. Soon after, a harsh winter struck them. Low on provisions, the settlers were rationed to just five kernels of corn a day. Out of the 18 married women, 14 died giving their portion to their children. At times, two to three people were dying every day. By the end of the first winter, half of them were gone. Captain Jones told them that he was taking his ship and crew back to England wanted them all to go with him. He couldn't just leave them there to die. But they all refused and stood firm in the belief that God was leading them. Indeed, the hand of God was upon them from their very beginning, despite their dire circumstances. On the arrival to the continent, they had actually missed a harbor that was much more inviting than Cape Cod. It would have provided all their needs, but it was controlled by hostile natives, and if they had landed there, they would have probably all been killed. Such a haven would have been enticing, but it would have not been in God's plan. After watching their ship sail away, they began looking for a better place to settle. While exploring in their 21-foot boat, they found just above the famous Plymouth Rock, a place that perfectly and miraculously met their needs. A river of fresh, clean water teeming with fish flowed through, and next to it was a high hill where they could set their cannons to ward off the enemy. Finally, since they couldn't bring plows with them on the ship, they needed a field that was already cleared off and ready to plant. And they found a three-acre field that had already been plowed right close to where Plymouth Rock was. The reason this perfect place stood abandoned was because it was originally inhabited by a tribe of natives, Indians, that had been wiped out by a plague. And because of that, none of the other Indians would come around, so nobody would set foot on it. So they was given this protected property by divine providence. And then one of the strangest occurrences of all, an Indian named Samoset walked up to the settlers one day and spoke English. Knowing only a few phrases, it's reported that he says, how are you doing? You got a beer? But he led them to a young Indian named Squanto who was fluent in English due to having been taken as a slave back to Britain. He had made his way back to the New World after escaping 
and have been taken under the wing of the neighboring Wapanoag tribe chieftain named Massasoit. It was Squanto who taught the pilgrims how to plant maize or corn, which would grow in the sandy soil while the wheat, barley, and rye that they had brought with them would not. He also taught them how to use fish from the nearby river as fertilizer, and of course he served as interpreter, helping them with relations with the nearby natives. With Squanto's help, the pilgrims were able to form a peace treaty with the Wampanoag tribe that lasted 55 years. All of this because this young Indian was willing to help the very people, not the people in particular, but people from a country who had enslaved them. They were doing so well by the fall that they had decided to have a celebration and invited Chief Massasoit to bring his immediate family. The chief, however, not understanding what immediate family meant, brought 90 of his braves to the dinner. Fortunately, they also brought an abundance of meat such as deer and wild turkey. The celebration between the 50 pilgrims and 90-some-odd natives lasted three days, but the pilgrims did not forget the hardship that God had brought them through. At one point, Governor Bradford put five kernels of corn on each plate and asked each person there to name five things that they were thankful for to God in the first year on the new continent. The miracles didn't stop at Thanksgiving but continued on ensuring the foundation of our nation by the divine hand of God. They formed the Mayflower Compact which was the first draft of what would eventually become our republic. They believed that since we were all equal in the, size, in the eyes of God, no man should rule over another, but governance should be from the bottom up rather than the top down. Those who were to rule would do so by serving. Their belief of self-governance self came directly from their belief that God valued all people and we should as well. So this Thanksgiving, as we remember to thank God for the things that he has done for us, let's remember to thank God that we live in a bountiful nation because of his divine hand in shaping it and to those brave souls who trusted him long enough to follow him through all the hardships and trials to make it so. Heavenly Father, we come to you in this season especially, Lord, with a heart of thankfulness and gratitude for all that you have done for us. Lord, we thank you for this nation that you had such a large part in shaping and creating for us so that we might have this land of plentiful resources that we can use those resources to help the whole world. Lord, we thank you that not only that you have provided this, but most of all, Lord, we thank you that you provided your son, Jesus, and that through him we might once again come in fellowship with you, and we can boldly come into your presence. We thank you for all that you've done, and we ask that you keep us ever mindful of it, Lord. We ask that you go with this service. Let everything we do here glorify your name. Please give Brother Sean the words that you would have us to hear. In Jesus' name.